I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. He should have just been like, all right, so Doc, what do you want? Do you want somebody to deliver babies or to punch people out? Because you know you're going to need both on this trip. <laughs> Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast that re-examines the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy, very, very proud Gen Xer, born in the beautiful year of 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. I called you Princess Darkness this morning. What do you mean? I was talking to mom and I'm like, okay, I have to go. I have to go record. And she's like, oh, who are you recording with? I said, the princess of darkness. (laughs) And she goes, who's that? Oh, see? See, I'm maligned. No, even my mother doesn't know who you're talking about. Like, who the hell do you think I'm recording with? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jenny, there's something I would like to address off the top of the hour here. Okay. Um, I took Lafayette Beetle to the vet today and he was atrocious it was disgusting he was jumping all over the technicians licking them sniffing them yelping at them barking they could not control him they actually gave me a tranquilizer to give him for when i take him to the the groomer wow congratulations you have a totally obnoxious dog yeah he's wild he's wild well you didn't train him i i went to train classes with him obviously he didn't study it didn't work and then the second bit of news is i burned the shit out of my mouth with the pierogi yesterday wow riveting so you had a hell of a weekend did not think i was going to be able to record burned not only my tongue and the roof of my mouth but my throat going down with the pierogi they don't even stick it's not like cheese it was with the pierogi yeah And finally, I'd like to get your opinion on something. I went out to dinner with our father and our stepmother. I saw that. Mm -hmm. For um, our stepmother's birthday. And she took all the cheese off her pizza. Jen, how do we feel about this? (laughs) I mean, I know how I feel about it, but like, you know, maybe some people can't eat cheese. I would rather like eat a piece of cardboard than pizza without cheese on it. I was teasing her. And to be fair, she took it in stride because she does have a medical condition that she can't eat the cheese. (laughs) But I was like, if someone told me you would eating this cheese will put you into coma, I would seriously be like, for how long? (laughs) Like, will the coma be 12 hours? I could do a 12 hour nap. I could. 
on her stint. <laughs> right, that I would be a little bit worried about. But um, anyway, the pizza had cauliflower crust, and it was the first time I ever tried one. It was delicious. Yeah, they're good. I can deal with that. I just can't deal with no cheese. Well, I ate it with cheese. I took yeah. her cheese and put it on top of my cheese. Wow. And okay. ate double cheese. And you didn't burn your mouth that way. No. Mm-mm. Okay. The pierogi. The pierogi burned <laughs> How me. hot was this pierogi? <laughs> well, I see Timmy do this kind of stuff all the time. He'll just go over, he'll take a noodle. First of all, he'll reach right into boiling water and grab something. Because right, he has no nerve endings left on his hands. <laughs> and then he'll pop it in his mouth and eat it. And he's like, no, oh, this is good. I would burn my face off doing that. So the I have to take it out. I have to put it on a spoon. I have to I have to take it out with a spoon. I have to run it under cooled water and then I can eat it. I have to blow on it like I'm seven. No, that doesn't um, work. That's stupid. I uh, yeah, it doesn't work because the air coming out of your mouth is warm. Just run it under water for a second. But the pierogies were done, and they're the mini pierogies, so you're lulled into like it's like a little lava pocket. It. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, when that potato exploded in my mouth, it just was like lava. Well, I guess that makes sense. Like, the interior of it is can stick. Oof. Yeah, it was, wow. So, I cried, real tears, and then I wasn't sure I'd be able to even be here today. All right, Jen. Um, first up, I have some patrons that I want to shout out today. So... And I'm telling everybody, too, we've had a lot of people join. I really appreciate it. Jenny is supposed to be ordering the welcome gifts. Have you done this, Jenny? I haven't done it yet. So everybody's waiting. Well, okay. In my defense, in my defense, (laughs) I was going to reorder our postcards. And then Amy sent me a picture of them. So I knew what they looked like. And they're awful. And she never told me that they're terrible. They look fine. So now I have to find another place to print them because I didn't ship them to me first to look at them. I trust Amy to quality check them. Okay. All right. And she didn't tell me that. I want to thank everybody who joined at our hero mode level. And that is Missy, Missy S, Christine B, Taylor W, Jill K, Megan K, Terry W, Susie M, Karen W, Jenna Sequa. And Amy F. Thank you all so much. Recognize some of those names. Thank you, friends. I really appreciate it. And of course, all of you at our ride or die level, you are the wind beneath our wings. You are the uh, Charles Ingalls of the town, keeping everything running, everything orderly. We appreciate it. So that's that's our Patreon shout out. All right, let's get this shit show on the road. Today we're doing Little House on the Prairie, season eight, episode twenty, a far away cry. Do you actually have a description? I do. Wow. A longtime friend of Carolyn writes to her to ask for help. Her friend is pregnant and lives at a gold prospector's camp where there is an outbreak of influenza. Okay, Jen. The opening of this, I was like, men carrying torches in the dark. Yeah. Instant pandemic. Well, I I mean, there's a lot of things that trigger from men carrying (laughs) torches in the dark. Like it's, (laughs) there's never anything good happening. I know, but I'm talking about Little House specific. Oh. They open that way every time there's an illness. Or someone's stuck in a well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, shit has gone awry if we see men carrying tea torches in the dark. Yeah, not good. In any context, shit Mm -hmm. has gone awry. P 
People are coughing. We see some unmarked graves. One grave actually just says Sam and has a question mark. What is that? Yeah. Um, I was triggered by all the coughing. I think it's like a new, <laughs> it just sits different now. I wanted to ask you if you found the, the coughing annoying. Oh, yes, but also somewhat triggered. Like in the past, I would have just been annoyed by it. I agree. The other day, some germ kid started hacking away in Target, like right near me. No <laughs> mask, no freaking hand over his mouth. Ugh. Just coughing out. And I literally had to like stop dead to avoid walking through his pool of grossness. Ugh. Anyway, Jenny, why would the grave have a question mark? They didn't know his last name? Or they're not sure it's him? <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I read it as they don't know his last name, not as like, is this Sam in this grave? <laughs> but wouldn't, if they didn't know his last name, they would just put Sam and they would put the date. But this just had Sam and a question. Yeah, it was super weird. <laughs> it was it made weird. No sense. So there's some dime store preacher. I just wrote, this is wild. <laughs> some girl, some rando named Catherine is bitching because her husband died searching for gold and now her son, little Billy, has a fever. She's got some ride or dies, Jen, but her ride or dies are both pregnant. Yep. So, a spoiler alert, you're going to lose those ride or dies because <laughs> those kids are going to suck every ounce of life out of them. Mm-hmm. And they will never be able to have a fun time going to a bar, going to dinner, ever. Uh, did you have a rough week or something? Just What's saying. going on there? So, well, I mean, you don't pick pregnant ride or dies. They're not going to be around for long. Okay. Okay. So... They're freaking out because the doctor's gone and they're worried he won't get back in time. Now we meet Horace. Horace is Horace a Horace is a piece of shit. He looks he, like Tom Selleck. Yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. If Tom Selleck was a huge piece of shit, which he I might just be, have, I don't know. I just have, is that Tom Selleck? Horace is a dick and that's coming from me. Yeah, he's bad. He's real yeah. bad. So... A wagon of supplies. Now, Horace is mar- married, quote, to one of the pregnant women, Louisa. Why is that a quote? Because he doesn't treat her like a wife. He treats her like a slave. But he's married to her. Yeah. But he's married to her. That's not. Right. Okay. So. And her name's roll... Louisa. That's what I said. Louisa. Oh. Supplies roll in, Jen, and it's some whiskey. I would be like, give me all the whiskey. All the whiskey. Give me all the whiskey. I'm living in a camp where everybody's coughing. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Everybody's dying. Like there's no joy to be had. The men are really excited and the delivery driver looks just like Gene Wilder. Like I thought it was him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was him. So he informs them, guess what? Your doc is dead. (laughs) And then like from your camp. He caught disease from your camp. Right. Then he says compliments of this pest hole what? did you catch that no i did not catch that compliments of this pest hole he so badly wants to say shithole he even kind of went Shh, pest hole uh, oh. <laughs> okay got it all right so louisa the pregnant ride or die is devastated by this news and the driver's like uh i'm also getting the fuck out of here goodbye yeah I'm so she's like listen before you leave can you please get a note to town so these supplies must have come from Walnut Grove? No. She wants to get a note to the post office. Oh, okay. Okay. Because that's how mail works, right? That's okay. how mail works. Yep. Yep. Turns out. Also, Jenny, Louisa confides in her husband, Horace, 
that she's freaked out because people are dying. And he says, typical Jenny response here, so let him. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then he goes, as far as your delicate condition, you'd probably lose this baby anyway, just like you lost the other two. Wow, dude. All right. So she writes a letter. She sends it with angry Gene Wilder. Okay, he's gone. Now, the letter, it turns out, Jen, is to Carolyn. So we pick up on her reading this letter to Doc Baker and hot Charles. I have to say, he's aging really well. He went through like a weird period there, but I'm back on that train. (laughs) So like, did he just get a bunch of plastic surgery or? No, no, I think, I don't know what it is. He's just looking real good. He's letting that hair go a little wild. I'm, I'm a big fan of wild hair. Okay. He's letting it go a little untamed. I don't know. Louisa says, here's what's going on. We're basically all dying here, but there have been some gold hits. So like none of the men want to leave. Okay. No, despite what happens to their families. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Horace doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't. So Carolyn's like, doc, can you go? And he's like, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) like makes a couple excuses. But then, like, they're they're pretty thin excuses. And then he's like, yeah, there was that Hippocratic Oath thing. Oh, God. So Carolyn begs him. And finally, finally, Baker says, are you ready, Jenny? Drum roll. Drum roll. Give me a drum roll. He says, I'll go. And Dr. Ledoux can cover in my absence. Wow. There's some uh, Continuity. consistency. Yeah. Continuity alert. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so he calls up and he orders quinine, which I have an index card. I was trying to cut that off by saying that when we talked about this before. I thought we did, but I don't think so. Oh, well, if we did, guys, just, you know, skip ahead a minute. Go ahead, Jane. I don't remember this because I learned something from this research, which leads me to believe we didn't, I didn't learn this before. Because when you research a subject, you learn everything there is to possibly know about it. No, I just already know about it usually. But this, uh, despite my uh, familiarity with quinine, I did not know some of these facts. Okay. Quinine is a medical is a medication used to treat malaria. While sometimes used for nocturnal leg cramps, it is not recommended for this purpose due to risk of serious side effects, which are deafness, low blood platelets, irregular heartbeats. Common side effects are headache, Ringing in the ears, vision issues, sweating. It can be taken by mouth or intravenously. It comes from the bark of the cinchona tree, which is native to Peru. The thing I learned is that I knew quinine was in tonic water. Oh, okay. So that's like, that's the thing you taste in tonic water. Right. Like that sour taste. Yes. It's quinine. Um, which like makes me a little nervous considering all these side effects and it's a medication and like it's in tonic. Uh, but what I did not know, I assumed we added like a gin and tonic, which is one of my favorite drinks came to be to like give flavored, you know, like usually when you make a mixed drink. Oh, here we go. Let's go to Jenny's mixology corner. Go ahead, Jenny. (laughs) Oh God, no. Well, usually when you make a mixed drink, it, the mixer is to help cut the taste of the liquor. Yeah. This is the other way around. So quinine tonic water was used as an anti-malarial. Mm-hmm. So the like British 
like Navy and stuff would drink it to avoid malaria. And they put the gin in it to make they it taste better? put the gin in to make it taste better. Oh. Does gin taste good? I mean, I think it tastes good, but it's probably not then. It didn't. You have <laughs> a hot know. take from Jenny. She thinks gin tastes good. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's your recommendation? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. And, and another fun fact about tonic water is it will glow fluorescent under a blacklight. I, for many reasons, do not own a blacklight. So oh, yeah. if anyone has a blacklight, <laughs> get a bottle of tonic water and, and test it out. Okay. All right. Is that it? That's it. Okay. All right. So, Jenny... <laughs> While Baker's on the phone calling up for some quinine, he calls out Mrs. Olson for eavesdropping, and I just wrote, she's the fucking worst. Could you imagine if someone just listened to every phone call you made? I feel like I used to eavesdrop on phone calls when I was a kid, of course. Doesn't that fit with my personality? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I was always like the one trying to get the scoop. I guess I should have been a reporter. Maybe. So Baker comes up with a plan, Jen. He needs to isolate the sick. So he's like, do we have a big tent? And Charles is like, I'm on it. I'm on it. And Charles offers the wagon and he's like, can I go with you? And Carolyn's like, no, I'm going. Charles no, like, Charles goes, no, you're not. I'll go with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, Jenny. And Carolyn's like, no, you? I'm going. Who do you want with you? In this case, Carolyn was the right choice. Although Charles could have punched out that dude. Yeah. But Carolyn Here's was kind of my right plan. Choice. I would have went with Charles and Carolyn. I would have said to Carolyn, well, I want to come too. And I would have given Charles some of the quinine to get him a little drunk. And I would have seduced him. Is this you or are you Doc Baker? In this scenario? <laughs> I'm confused. I'm Carolyn. <laughs> no, Carolyn basically is like F you hero mode. Calm the fuck. Sit the fuck down. I'm going yeah. on this journey. There's two pregnant she's women. Like, she's like, how many babies have you delivered, Charles? Yeah, basically. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, excuse she pulls me. Out her, she pulls out her midwifery card. <laughs> I know. I know. Charles looks at her like, you know how many bitches I've knocked up? Let me go. <laughs> but right. He should have just been like, all right, so Doc, what do you want? Do you want somebody to deliver babies or to punch people out? Because you know you're going to need both on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> So Carolyn's like, I'm going. All right. So it's decided they're going to head to the pest hole. Okay. Now they get to the town and they're mobbed by coughing people. And it reminded me of a scene out of um, like Night of the Living Dead or The Walking Dead. Like all these people just staggering around them like. (coughs) (coughs) You know The Walking Dead. It's all zombies, right? Yes. These people had a zombie-type quality, is what I'm saying. But the zombies don't cough. No, the zombies go, ooh. What is that zombie movie? Is it 30 Days a Night? Where the zombies run? Have you seen this? No. It's terrifying. Because, like, the one thing about zombies is they're very slow and, like, clumsy. You can outrun them, yeah. But this one, they were, like, fast. It was terrifying. I can't remember what it was. Jenny, what are your thoughts on the new Dahmer show? I haven't seen it. But I did watch Sins of Our Mother on the plane back last night. Oh, yeah. You were, you were, was it you or mom who watched that? Mom watched that. Is it good? It's good and it's fucked up. Like, 
what the hell? That's still not resolved. Like they they're going on trial in t- 2023. They're trying to get the um, death penalty. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a big news story. It seemed like everybody knew about it except me. I didn't know about it. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know about dark, it. dark okay. shit. You should watch it. It's only three episodes. Okay, I'll watch it. When I'm not watching this or My So-Called Life or Rock of Love, I will watch it. Or Married at First Sight for my other podcast. Okay. So they're mobbed by coughing people, and Baker starts throwing around orders. And a friend of Louisa's, the other ride or die, approaches Carolyn, and she's like, Louisa's very sick, dude. It's not good. She hasn't lost the baby yet. Now, Doc heads over there to give her, Jen, the ocular pack down. (laughs) (laughs) doc starts asking questions about her previous miscarriages so it turns out that she has miscarried in her eighth eighth month jesus those two children which is awful 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 nowadays a kid can survive because we have icu and NICU mm -hmm. and yeah i don't know unless it's stillborn incubator well if it's stillborn yeah but if it's not then they can survive outside the womb it still could have it still could have back then at eight months. Really? So I'm thinking she's delivering them stillborn. Oh, okay. So ominous music, Jen, that someone has whipped back out that Casio keyboard and they're doing <laughs> a low G. Uh, uh, like it's <laughs> it's real heavy handed. And it's Horace. Imagine like if your character was the character who always got the Casio keyboard entrance. I would love that. Dun, dun. <laughs> Can we do that here? Yes. Can we yes. do that here? <laughs> Whenever you walk into the room when you're staying at my house, I'm just going to hit those low G, low D. <laughs> All right. So Horace comes in and he's like, I want supper. Right in front of Carolyn and Doc Baker and his yeah. like dying wife. Baker's like, your wife is very sick and her life and the life of your child depend on her staying in bed. And he goes, how am I supposed to get fed? Jen, you Un- want to take this one? Unbelievable. Like, what an ass. <laughs> like, like a, a, a six-year-old can pour himself a bowl of cereal. Yeah. And you can't figure out how to feed yourself. You're a grown-ass man. Yeah. Baker. I mean, I just- say just let him die of starvation. <laughs> He'll figure it out. Jen, Baker is about to go to banana Ballistic. town. Uh, banana, he's going to banana town. He was like, oh my God. And Carolyn jumps in the middle of it and she's like, I'll take care of it. I'll cook your meals. I would just be like, looks like you're going to starve. Jen, the wife pipes up with her enabling behavior and is like, he was really a sweetheart when we met. He's not really like this. Uh... <sighs> I All just right. have, for this whole thing that she says, I just have Louisa. Z, 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 Z. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Do you write out Z, 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 Z like a cartoon? I was on the plane. I was tired. Okay, I guess so. Baker is given the camp a talking to. He gives them a supply of quinine and tells them they can carry this disease, so they need to be careful. And then he recruits a woman who's going to help him in the makeshift hospital tent. And it's somewhere, he's though. I don't so know. in over his head. He, I See, I feel like he's in his element. He's, he's so like, in. ordering people around. Who knows if he's doing anything right, but he is <laughs> trying. Right. He looks like he has the, the illusion of authority. Yes, he does. And I feel like he gets a little taste. <laughs> That's of what like, of like, what if I was actually competent? 
Yes. <laughs> He's like, this must be what Charles feels like all the time. You go into a room full of people and they listen to you. So now we get a doc healing the sick montage and there is a lot of coughing. Some dude is like losing his eyes. Another dude is sweating and rolling around in his bed. Like it's real bad. It's real, real bad. So another pregnant woman is getting some pain since the other rider dies. So doc mixes her up some drugs and heads over there. Now, Carolyn and doc have a quick catch up in Louise's tent and Baker's like, it's raining and it's cold. And that is literally worst case scenario here. Great. So the next day, these idiots are gold panning and coughing all over themselves. Did you get that? They're like out in the rain, pulling a William Henry Harrison without proper attire, out in the rain, panning for gold, already coughing all over themselves. And it's just pouring rain continuously. They're idiots. So inside Louisa's tent, she and Carolyn are strolling down memory lane. And Louisa's like, remember when we were little girls and I dreamed of meeting a man from the city and we'd be rich and happy? Well, did not turn out like that. Well, I love when Carolyn's like, you should just hang on to what your life used to be. Jenny, I I can't with her. (sighs) So she's like, Horace was wild, but like I loved him more. And he was never real affectionate, but he wanted a son. So like... What I'm saying is Horace is a complete dickbag because of my failures and my shortcomings. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And because, um, because they're, you know, talking about like each of their experiences, now it's Carolyn's turn. And who wants to follow that up? Like, could you imagine your friend is like, my life is complete shit show. And then you have to chime in with how great your life is. Because Carolyn's like. Um, have you seen who I'm married to? Well, I mean, I Carolyn doesn't work hard. Yeah, but she's she hit the jackpot with okay, marriage. Whatever. Come on, name one person in that town that would be a better better fit. Are we talking about in that town? No. Yes. Thank you. But Carolyn didn't like Carolyn come from the city. Like she got no. married like a, a a nice banker. No, we saw Carolyn's childhood home all right remember when charles when charles tried to climb the lattice oh that's right yeah okay yeah okay hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So she's like, we're amazing. Sorry, <laughs> we just are. We have a great life. <laughs> and then she goes... You just keep loving Horace and he'll come back around. Just keep oh, begging God, this abuser no. to love you and abuse yeah, you more. Bad, bad advice. So more funerals, more coughing, more torches. Now we have some creeper poking. <laughs> I'm like, who's the creeper? I'm like, why do we need this? So Carolyn spots him and like an idiot confronts him. Uh, don't Jenny, do this, you're, people. You're coming home late at night. You're in Bushwick. You're coming home late at night. <laughs> you see some creep creeping on your neighbor's door do you a run and get the police b call the police or c confront him on a dark street this is so my neighbor's outside like this isn't in my hallway where they're already correct. in building correct um i would call the police i mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. well i mean define creeping though like she saw this guy go in and steal something because the thing about the city is like i don't know this guy's business like he might not okay people. what if it was dark he had on a dark trench coat a hat a real sinister look and a Casio keyboard was playing. Like, like he's clearly uh, a villain. Uh, like he's absolutely <laughs> definitely a villain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just call please. Like he has on the old timey prisoner stripes. No, because if you confront people here, like you're gonna get punched. Like this has happened. You're gonna get punched yes. in the face. <laughs> Don't guys, Gen X pro tip. We haven't had one in a while. Gen X pro tip. Don't confront a creep in the dark. I don't know if I saw somebody stealing something, I wouldn't confront them. I would follow them and Ooh. find out where they go and where they live and then call the police and be like, this is where they live and they have our stuff. And you're sneaky enough to do that. Yeah, totally. I feel you like you blend. could slither around in yeah. the dark and they won't okay, see right. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Carolyn confronts this guy and he shoves her to the ground. And I wrote, where's Charles? Where's Charles? Well, this is okay. So this is the one moment. The one single moment where I'm like, Charles would have been a better choice here. But like all the rest of the time, Carolyn's the better choice. Okay. The entire town is standing there and literally no one's stopping him. And Carolyn's doing the, am I here right now? Am I here right now? <laughs> like what's wrong with you people? There's 35 of you one of him. Yep. Carolyn's outraged. Now, Preacher Bob stands up and whips a gun out. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't fuck with this guy. I won't fuck with him either. I mean, he was tall and he was real thin. But he had this like droopy eye. But he sort had of, this look on his face like, I will shoot you I where I find you. Fuck. Like, I will just like, like, yep. I've been in fights. I've been, I've seen some stuff. He had that look to him. So dude finally surrenders the gold. And I'm like, why do we need this? I don't know. Why do we need this? I don't know. Aren't the stakes already high enough? Yeah, stakes are pretty high. Okay. Yep. So now we have Horace talking shit about Louisa and Carolyn decides she's going to reason with him. And she's like, have you ever loved Louisa? 
And he's like, not really. I just, <laughs> you know, it's hard to understand looking at her now, but she used to be pretty. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, but the thing Carolyn gets mad at is the wrong thing. Like, she's like, well, she's pretty now. And it's like, this is irrelevant. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Carolyn says she still is. And that's your opinion. And he says, I literally just wanted someone to cook and clean and never wanted kids. Losing those other two was a blessing and losing this one would be a blessing too. Then he says to Carolyn, I heard you confronted that other dude and you got a little spunk in you. And I like a woman with spunk in me. Again, where's Charles? Where's Charles? Because <laughs> uh, could you imagine Charles would come uh, ride or die this flying guy, in well, there? He would have punched him out already. He would have already <sighs> been punched out. All right, so he's like, I like Spunk, and he goes to make a move on her, and she smacks him. She grabs a torch. Yeah. Like a so, level 66 sorcerer. Then she grabs a torch. <laughs> and I again wrote, where is my man? Where is he disordered? Okay, so there was two people he could have punched out. Yes, yes. <laughs> so next day, it's still raining, and Baker's like... People are literally dying because it's raining. The patients are dropping like flies. And I feel like it's not just the rain that's causing that. But whatever. Baker strolls into town and is just like, pump these people full of quinine. I don't know what else to do. Just keep giving them it. So then we have a young kid and he's dying. And he's like, uh, uh, am I going to die? And Baker's like, no, you have to live to play that accordion again. Jen? I hate the accordion. I figured you might. Yeah. Figured you might, especially a kid playing it. No offense to anyone who plays the accordion. I'm sure it's beautiful. I feel like you hate most instruments. <laughs> that's not true. I like music. I just hate individual instruments. And you like, like that's what I just said. You like music, but you don't like instruments. Well, I I mean, if somebody's an like an amazing expert at their instrument and they're playing it great, but that's usually not the case when you're just okay. So play so let's let's nuance this even further. So you hate people learning to play instruments. Yes. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> like either be an automatic like prodigy or <laughs> so I don't know how one would practice. You have to get in a soundproof room to practice your instrument. So at Louisa's tent, Carolyn has moved in and is kicking Horace out into her tent. Okay, back to the kid moaning and sweating with his hands on the accordion. <laughs> I have Tom Selleck is kicked out. Oh, no, the accordion player is a goner. <laughs> but, Jen, Doc says, pump him full of some quinine. And the woman does it, and he lives. But did you get that Doc was using a blood pressure machine on him, he, which didn't exist? He was using a blood pressure cuff that didn't yeah, exist? No. no, there's no way that exists in the 1800s. Uh, should we look it up? Go ahead. Pause. Look it up. In the six seconds that I've had to um, research this, I think the modern one that we use today was not developed till 1905. Okay. However, there was a device. Oh, 1896 is too late for this too, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. So you're saying Baker was lying. <laughs> saying Michael Landon fucked this up. Wouldn't it be funny if Baker whipped out a digital thermometer? <laughs> Hold this over your tongue. <laughs> They were, I don't even think there was digital thermometers in the 80s, was there? No, probably not. <laughs> no. Okay, so guess what, Jen? Louisa hmm. and the other chick are in labor at the same time. Of course. 
-hmm. Of course. Carolyn stays with Louise. Do you know what the odds of this are? That they go into labor at the same exact time? One in a million. Yeah. So Carolyn stays with Louisa. Doc goes to the other woman. Now we have birthing footage, which I'm always uncomfortable watching. I don't know why. I hate it. Why? I don't know. I just hate it. The woman looks so pained. I just want to help her. <laughs> Here, take have some you, drugs. Have you watched the uh, House of Dragons? Not yet. Yeah, there's some birthing stuff in that. I heard there was. Oof. So cut to Carolyn with a healthy baby and a dead Louisa. Carolyn loves herself an infant. Like her friend just died and she's all smiles. Yeah, she just covers Louisa up like no big deal. Oh, mm. put a sheet over her head. Carolyn comes in with the baby and tells Baker. So Baker's in with the other family. Mm -hmm. And she's like, uh, Louisa died, but this baby is so great. How can I give it to that fucking dickbag Horace? Right. And I don't blame her. No, I don't blame her either. And Baker says, well, I got a sitch of my own here. This, <laughs> woman, <laughs> this woman died. Or this no, woman's I'm... alive, but her baby's dead. Right. Now, wait, he says the baby died because it was breech. Doesn't the mother usually die when that happens? No. I, and it, it's a much more complicated birth, but it can still survive. That's not a death sentence. I don't know about then, though. I mean, then your chances know. are probably a lot lower. Midwives, come at us. And Man, midwives, if, come at us. If a do, we have mid, wait, do we have midwives in our staff? Oh, I'm <laughs> guessing. The people who love Full House on the Prairie and are like super smart, nerdy people, there's probably Venn diagram there of midwives. <laughs> okay. So Baker's like, all right, this baby's dead. And he's he's trying to tell him, he's trying to bring himself to tell the, the good father, not Horace the dickbag. Right. Carolyn's like, can't they just take this baby? Like, cause well, cause Carolyn's like, Doc took an oath. Carolyn didn't. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Carolyn, she's switchy. pretty. She much should like, not have told anything. She should have been like, "Oh my God, look, Doc, this kid's alive." It's not dead. <laughs> Wait, Doc, let me look at that dead baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. She's going back and forth with Doc, and he's like, no, no. And she, all Carolyn should have said is, do me a favor, just go outside. Go yeah, outside. Just turn around. Just turn around. For turn around. <laughs> so Carolyn tries to convince him. He's like, I can't. Now, outside, the good dad hears the baby crying and rushes in. Why wouldn't he think that's his kid? So he assumes the kid is his. And Carolyn and Doc are just standing there looking at each other for way too long. Well, and Carolyn's looking at Doc like, go ahead. You going to tell him? You going to yep. tell him? Yeah. And Doc backs down. Yep. Baker's like, uh, yeah, okay. Everybody's fine. Everybody's good. <laughs> this situation solved itself. Care and Carolyn and Doc exchange a look and it's done. Mm. All right. Now the whole town is gathered, and Jeffrey, the annoying kid, is playing his accordion and Ugh. bidding farewell to, to Baker. And then I wrote, Baker leaves, and he leaves the tent. He leaves the tent, but they gave him a bag of gold, which he never Yeah, gets. they did. He never gets. Jesus. So they drive off. Now, Jenny, that's the end of this episode. Whose fault is this? Capitalism. Why capitalism? Because of the gold rush shit. What are these people doing night and day in a river panning for gold? 
I feel like it is whose fault? Who could I pin this on? <laughs> um, I'm gonna pin it on. Yeah, I guess the greedy men in yeah. the camp. Yeah, the men just... or I have men slash capitalism. Yeah. Okay. Men like Horace, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Greedy fuckers who don't care what happened to their family because they're in the middle of like the rainy wilderness. Right. Like if you're gonna do this, just pull a Charles and don't bring your family. Fine. Yeah, Charles always protects his family. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But no, Jenny, not many men are like Charles. Okay. Okay. So, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original. Think about how it manifested itself in our Gen X lives. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this, Jenny? But first, did you remember it? Not really. I mean, I feel like the... The, the visual of men with tiki torches in the dark slocking through a river. And people slot, dying. Yeah. Is and, very and familiar. Gold. Yes. <laughs> okay. But I don't remember like this specific episode. Okay. All right. Go ahead. This is why I was losing my shit in March of 2020. Because like we <laughs> we just had the these, like the way pandemics were presented to us over time. Granted, this would have been the 1800s, but like. Yeah. It was just like dead bodies everywhere, everyone dying, like yeah. like no chance for anyone. Like this was you were screwed. Jenny, will you grant me permission on the air, so it's legally binding? Nope. That if I outlive you, that I get to put Jenny and a question mark on your tombstone. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, if you outlive me or if I live out you think we have infinite power to put whatever we want on that gravestone. And that's going to impact me how? I could put Jenny, Princess of Darkness. Do it. I'm dead. I could I put Jenny, one freaky bitch. <laughs> I'm <laughs> dead. do anything. <laughs> I'm dead. There's no afterlife. I'm not a ghost floating around. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I could I could have a lot of fun with that. that go um, on. Knock yourself out. Jenny, I have two whys. One is, this is why we need documentation. Oh, how yeah. many babies were swapped? Oh, yeah. How many Probably babies the were time. swapped? Probably, and probably you constantly. Know, you know it was incompetent white doctors like Doc making all these decisions. <laughs> like, okay, just, oh, this one's dead? Give her this one. Like, just do this, do this. Like, I'm listening to this podcast. I highly recommend it. It's called Family Secrets with Danny Shapiro. Ooh, that sounds and, good. Yeah, people just talk about, like, secrets that were lived in their family for whatever reason. So many of them have to do with their parents not being their parents. Yep. So many. Well, that's why, like, when, you know, like, you could not get away with this today. I mean, you you might for a little while, but, like, all these, like, like when this whole 23andMe and the Ancestry.com started off, I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be, like, because do you know how how much of that shit went on and no one knew? Well, that (laughs) is, so Danny Shapiro wrote a memoir about her specific experience. It's called Inheritance, and it's exactly that. But by the time she found out that her father wasn't her father, uh, her parents were both dead. Mm. So she had to search, you know, with little to no information. I mean, my question would be, so what? Oh, I think you need to know. For medical purposes, I think there's a lot there. But like, if you never knew, it wouldn't matter. Like maybe, maybe if you have some genetic disease that you need to know about. Right. I, so if you if you found out tomorrow that dad wasn't your father, that really 
Satan himself had, had sired you, <laughs> um, would you need to know? What would it change, though? It wouldn't change your relationship with dad. Dad would right. still be your dad. Right. But wouldn't you be curious to know, not for an emotional connection necessarily, but just to know, do I have any siblings? Is my father a lunatic? Is he, you know... Oh, wait, do I have a chance? Do I have a chance of having other different siblings? <laughs> yes, I would want to know. Like, I think I would want to know. Just, I mean... Just to know, like... It, you know, I'm I'm seeing Timmy's family go through this right now, like with the history of heart conditions. You know, you yeah. have to take care of that stuff early on. Or yeah, but gets... like a lot of the thing too is like, hey, Graham, what's the medical history of your family? No idea. Graham knows the medical. Graham knew the medical history of her family. What are you talking she about? She had she had so much stuff wrong about what that was. Well, she didn't even count some people who moved to California. <laughs> They didn't even exist. You know what I mean? Like, there's not great records of, like, people didn't go to the doctors and, like, have, like, you know, things tracked and tested. And, like, like now, like, with, like, our parents' generation, I would say, moving forward, there's a little bit more of that. Like, they know what's going on. I mean, people just, well, you remember Graham everything. was, like, when you go to the hospital, you die, so I'm not going to go to the hospital. Because, like, that's when they got checked out by a doctor was when they were dying. They weren't big here. into preventative medicine. I'm over here documenting the shit out of everything. Just so everybody's clear. <laughs> All right, Jenny. And my second why is this is why we thought abuse was so obvious. So if you asked me when I was 12, 13 years old, what does abuse look like? It's like, somebody does, punching somebody in the face. It's somebody punching somebody yeah. or somebody literally saying, you're ugly. I hope you die. You're no good, you know, and there's so much nuance mm -hmm. to it. And now we know like that real emotional abuse could come in the form of gaslighting or I, I don't know, just very subtle things. Yep. And I yeah. think that a lot of us, and I'm speaking for myself too, we're not in healthy relationships because we thought that it wasn't abusive because abuse looked like, XYZ abuse. Well, and I think on the other side, bitch or, you know, well, I think on the other side of that, I feel like people thought if you weren't abused, then you were in a good relationship. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, there's a whole that's lot of between there. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can justify to yourself, this isn't a bad situation because at least he's not abusive. But right. he is. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's the thing. So I'm really happy for. You know, I know a lot of people get on woke culture, woke culture, and I get it, whatever. But <laughs> I'm really happy for things like recognition of like microaggressions and stuff mm -hmm. like that, where, you know, maybe racism or something isn't so, it, it's not always so blatant. It's not some guy in a white hood showing up on your lawn with a crop, burning right. crops. Yep. Like it's, you can't buy a house in this neighborhood. You know, it's things right. like that. So like, I'm really happy that we've come so far with things and- you know, I think the problem with shows like this is, and all shows at this time, like I distinctly remember Farrah Fawcett burning that bed, goddamn it, oh, because God, that yeah. guy was beating the shit out of her all the time. Like that's yeah. what abuse was in my mind. Yeah. And if it's not that, then it's not abuse. Right. But I also think that there's this concept of like, if you don't have it bad, then you have it good. Yeah. 
And that's, you know what I mean? Like neither of those things could be true. Like maybe you don't have a bad, but maybe you're also not happy. And I think there's this way of thinking about relationships where like, if, if I don't have somebody who's, if I have somebody who's kind to me and not abusing me, then I have a good relationship. And it's like, you may have like, it might be a healthy relationship, but it might, you might not be happy. And like, that's okay. Right. It had to be like so fucking bad for you to even consider leaving. That's like what we were taught when we were kids. Not all bad relationships are abusive. They could just be unfulfilling. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm just, I'm unfulfilled or I've changed since we started our relationship or whatever. Doesn't need to be abusive. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's not, that's not what we were programmed as with weird kids. Agree. Agree. Jenny, why don't you tell me what's coming up next? I spent some time. I don't know if you saw this. Went I did. Through, I picked saw it. all of our episodes for season nine. Great. Can't wait. <sighs> and we're skipping quite a few. <laughs> we The next thing up is the finale. Mm-hmm. Season eight, episode 21. He was only 12, part one. Tragedy strikes when James, who is traveling with Charles, Albert, and Mr. Edwards to Sleepy Eye, is shot during a brutal bank robbery. When James slips into a coma, Charles goes with Mr. Edwards and Albert to track down the criminals to bring them to justice. Fun fact, the first part of this two-part story is a rewrite of the 1972 Bonanza episode. Titled the same thing. Oh no, he was only seven. This person is seven. Okay. Jenny, you're you're missing the most important part of this. What? This span of episodes, these two episodes coming up, are when Charles grows his beard. I don't care. I mean, I don't care that a kid dies. Whatever. Yeah, a kid dies. <laughs> Charles grows a beard. Oh no. <laughs> you were going so long without getting canceled. Also, guys, if you haven't already, check out our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes, and you can have some other perks, like welcome gifts and early access to episodes, if you just can't wait till Monday to hear it. Um, Thank you so much. We appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.